0: But once you release all of those things that are not yours to do, and God is God and I am not, then you're free. And that word free is very important here. You're free to do what God asks you to do. Welcome to More Than Small Talk. We're Susie Eller, Jennifer Watson,
1: and Holly Girth, writers and real life friends. We're inviting you to go deeper, become freer, and feel more connected.
2: So imagine you have a cup of coffee, a mug of tea, or a green smoothie in your hand, and we're all hanging out in your favorite place together.
1: Hey, More Than Small Talk friends, we are carrying on our little series we've been doing. We've talked about striving to sweet relief, anxiety to inner calm, control to letting go. And this week we are talking about heaviness to joy. So if you have ever felt a bit heavy, our world feels a bit heavy, heavy, then we have an episode for you. Yeah,
0: so today's confession question is this, and I would encourage you to ask this of a friend, because we never know Mm -hmm. what each other are carrying. Uh, What do you pick up that God never intended
2: you to carry? I think the burden of um, carrying the outcome and the end result is a big one for me. And that I have to really remind myself that the end result or that last chapter before he typed the end is not up to me, that all he wants is my heart, my faithfulness, but um, I don't get to carry that outcome and making sure everybody's at peace and happy in life, that that's not mine to carry.
0: Yeah. The other day I was talking with a really good friend and I was sharing a hard situation that was going on with someone and just how my heart was broken. And my friend said something really wise. She said, Susie, is this yours to carry? Mm. And honestly, my thought was, well, of course it's mine to carry, (laughs) right? Like it's, you know, this is heavy, but of course it's mine to carry. It's not mine to carry in the sense that I can fix it or make it better? Mm-hmm. And and I think it was a really wise question. So I tend to pick up the weight of the world and injustice and things that are going wrong, and it hurts my heart to the point that I find myself carrying all of it, which makes me feel very helpless. Yeah. Because I'm not big enough.
1: Yeah. yeah. Mine's similar. I tend to carry the pain of the people in my life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when someone shares something hard with me, sometimes I can actually take that on. You know, I feel it like a weightiness in my chest. Mm -hmm. So I've been trying to ask, like, how do I care without carrying? Yeah. Because I think you can. I think there's a way to do it where you care and you're there for people and you support them. You don't take on that, the weight. The emotional weight of it. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, and and let's just say that that's hard.
2: It is. It's hard. So hard. Yeah.
0: (laughs) This is this is not an easy thing we're wading through today. I have to realize at times that God is God and I am not. Yeah. You know, and to allow Him to be Him to have His role, and for Susie to have Susie's role. I hate talking about myself in third person, <laughs> but for me to take on my own role in whatever it is, and that can look very different than me laying awake at night, thinking about all the heavy things and wondering, or, or just not even wondering what I can do, just bearing them.
1: Yeah. hmm mm-hmm. Because it doesn't really help, right? Like it, It's not helping. If it actually made a difference, like if somehow that actually life worked that way, where by taking some of your pain, you carry less of it, like yeah. then I think we'd all raise our hands and say, yeah. I'll do that for my people. I'll sign yeah. up. Yeah. But that's unfortunately not the way it works. It's that we end up carrying things while that person still mm-hmm. has it also. Yeah. So yeah. I think even acknowledging like it's, it actually doesn't, change things to carry that weight. Right. Yeah.
2: Right. I think I'm someone who loves to rescue people. And so I was watching my daughter, uh, my oldest daughter, have this interaction with a friend and I was really concerned that she was going to do the same thing, that she was going to want to crawl into this pit with this person. And she said, mom, I read something that really helped me. She said, my job is to bring the firewood not to become the firewood. And I was like, well, there you go. Like she was maybe 13 or 14 at this time. I was like, she has it. I mean, that's a great thing. And I was like, I don't have to worry about her doing this because she's already taking this concept to heart. And it just, I will never forget her saying that to me. It was so powerful.
0: Yeah. And I wish that I could fix and I, and I'm going big. Like, I wish that I could fix our nation. I wish that I could fix the divide that happens among people who love Jesus. I wish that I could fix that relationship that's going wrong and I love both people involved, but I can't. And so what I have to do in that moment is transition from what I think that I can do to what I can actually do. And and a lot of the, the times that's something really simple. Maybe that's just telling that friend whose marriage is in a hard place, I love you like crazy, and I just want you to know, you want to go to lunch? You want to talk? I'm here. I can do that, you know, but I can't fix a marriage, nor mm-hmm. is it my job, and it would probably make it worse. So that's 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 the hard part about picking up things that we were never meant to, to carry. Yeah. I don't know that it ever leads to anything productive or good.
1: Yeah. And since we're calling this from heaviness to joy, and you've taught us a lot about that, like about trading heaviness for lightness. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Like, what does that look like in your life to say, okay, I'm in a way I'm drawn to carry a lot. But I have a Jesus who is instead said, I'm inviting you into joy. I'm inviting you into lightness.
0: Right. Well, there was a a season where uh, I had to redefine joy because joy is not my circumstances. Joy is not even honestly how I feel inside, which matters to God very, very much how we feel inside. Joy is not what somebody else thinks of me, and joy is not what I am carrying at the moment or not carrying at the moment. Joy is leaning into the goodness of God right where I'm at and knowing that He's going to meet me there. That's joy. And that's joy that can't be taken from me. And so, redefining joy, and I redefined it in that season. Man, if you go back a year and a half, like, It felt like my whole world was on fire. Mm -hmm. And every time that I thought, okay, we just put out that fire, then I'd see another one come up here and it was bigger. Mm -hmm. And so, redefining joy meant that there was a source of joy that was greater than my own, that was not tied to my circumstances, that was not tied to what I did or didn't do, but that I was loved by God like crazy. And that he was a shelter and a sanctuary. And not only that, that there were things that were for him to do that were for me to put down and stop trying to do them or be them because it was not my role. So just redefining joy yeah. was really key for me.
1: Yeah. So we redefine joy. <laughs> and then what helps us actually start setting things down? Like, what do y'all do? Like, Jennifer, what do you what do? You do? Does, The prayer, journaling, like talking to people about it. What actually makes you think, huh, I feel a little lighter now. I feel like I'm moving toward joy.
2: Yeah. Um, I have the ability to feel people's pain and that is heavy. And while I want to feel that for a second, I don't want to live there. But um, something that I do is just take a step back and feel the weight of it and let it be hard and say, this is so hard, but I can't fix this, but I can love them, you know, and and this is one way I can love them best by not trying to, you know, make this situation go away, but just to let them know that they're not alone. So I just think that bringing joy to the table is such a gift to just say, um, look, I'm, in, I'm with you in this. I'm going to fight for you. I can't carry this, but I'm going to be by your side. And whatever that looks like, whatever you need from me, all you have to do is tell me. And I think that just that does bring me joy because I know that there's times that we've gone through so many things personally that we stay silent and we don't allow someone the gift of walking alongside us. So I I think just making your needs known, but then the joy is knowing that there's going to be. Light at the end of the tunnel, and that we'll find that together. Yeah. Well, and I also love, and we've
0: talked about this before, but it's good to sometimes revisit and remind ourselves: is that joy is when we talk about it biblically, it's it's more than a feeling. Mm -hmm. Joy is more than a feeling. Yeah. Joy is a knowing. Mm -hmm. So when we're talking about you know heaviness to joy, I transition from what I feel, which matters Mm -hmm. to God. To what I know.
2: Yeah. This is what I know.
0: Yeah. I know that I am beloved by God. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I know who I am. I know that I have a purpose in my life Mm -hmm. in the pit or on the mountain. Mm -hmm. That has not gone away. Yeah. I know that he is a sanctuary. I know that God is God and I am not. Mm -hmm. And that I may have an assignment, but when I put down assignments that are not mine, then I can fully step into the assignments that may be mine.
1: Yeah.
0: I know that I, I know that God loves me like crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that He sees the work of progress that I am, and He delights in the steps that have brought me to this place and the steps that are ahead of me. I know, and I have not, I won't start preaching. But <laughs> I know yeah. <laughs> that He sees me stumble and fall and pick up weights that were never mine to carry, but then course correct and say, okay, oh yeah, God, <laughs> mm-hmm. this is what I know. So I'm putting it down. And he delights in that. Mm-hmm. I know that. And and that is where we transition from heaviness to know. We transition from what we feel to what we know. Mm-hmm. And there were times all throughout the last Three years that that has happened. But can I tell you something? You know, when I talk about redefining joy in a hard place, we struggle sometimes to live in joy in some of the sweetest places we have mm-hmm. because we're waiting for that other shoe to drop yes. or we're picking up those heavy things and we're mm-hmm. carrying them as if they're ours to carry. Mm-hmm. So for me, it, it's it's transitioning from what I feel to what I know,
1: mm-hmm. and I think okay. the challenging part can be doing that for the people you love. Yes, like like it, saying, it "I know, so hard. I know that God loves this person. I know that He is still writing their yes. story. I yes. know that they have hope and a future, even though I don't know how this will turn out. Like mm. I know that." sometimes growth comes through hard (laughs) things. And although I would like to give them a pass to skip this, I have to trust that God is at work in their lives as he is in mine. You know, like I can say the I statements, I think where I can get tripped up is believing for the other people in my life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, Yeah, for sure. And, and I've walked that Holly. Yeah. I mean, I've walked that. Yes. We've watched you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And There were just moments where God is God and I am not. Like, I almost had to put it right in front of me and say, okay, God, I know there is work that you want to do. Number one, I'm not going to define that for you.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So hard. Yeah, I'm
0: going to let you define that. Yeah. Number two, I'm not going to put a timeline on it Mm. because I'm going to let your timing unfold. Yeah. Number three, I'm going to take a step back. Doesn't mean I'm helpless. It doesn't mean I don't love them, but I'm going to let your voice be louder in their ears than mine. Mm. And number four, and this is so stinking hard, is I am going to understand that you love them a thousand times more Mm. than I do. And that seems impossible because I love them a lot, which is why I'm carrying this Mm weight. But I'm going to trust and believe that you love them even more than I do. And then that releases you to say, what can I do? What should I do? What is my role? Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. and there's something in there. Yeah, But once you release all of those things that are not yours to Mm -hmm. do, and God is God, and I am not, then you're free. And that word free is very important here. Mm -hmm. You're free to do what God asks you to do. Yeah. Period. So good. Hard, though. Hard. It
2: is hard. (laughs) Well, and I think that so many of us have watched God do incredible things and where we've experienced hope and joy in really hard places and those moments of joy and hope they don't erase that that hard place that we're going through but it just makes it livable and makes us know that there's still a lot of life to happen in this hard place and i just start looking for i start looking for those moments of joy and hope even if the situation seems strong, you become drawn a joy out.
0: seeker. Yes. yes, yes, which
2: because is huge. It, it's it's huge, and I think that that changed the perspective from the heaviness to the hope on the other side of that heaviness. Yeah,
0: yeah. We we can be live as joy keepers. Mm-hmm. Part of that is being joy seekers, mm-hmm. and joy seekers is simply becoming more aware. We ask the Holy Spirit to help us, and to allow. God or the Holy Spirit to in the midst of even chaos or a hard place to somehow show that he is there. Two and a half years ago, I was in ICU and I was with Richard. It was just a hard day. It was a hard day. We didn't see it coming. Three days before I'd been diagnosed with breast cancer for the second time. And it was just like, what in the world? What is all of this crud? I mean, it's so hard. And Richard is, is just freshly out of open-heart surgery, and he's a healthy guy who runs marathons. We just didn't know. And I remember sitting there by his bedside, and just tears started coming. And all of a sudden, I sensed the presence of God in the room, and it was tangible. Like, it was tangible. And my daughter was sitting behind me, and I guess my body jerked a little bit. Because it was just like, whoa. And she was like, what? What, Mom? And I said, I just felt (laughs) his presence so stinking near. Mm -hmm. Like, he's with us right here. And that was a joy seeker moment, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And it can be very spiritual like that, but it can also be the laughter of a child. It can be a good friend. It can be someone leaving, you know, um, food at your doorstep. It can be watching somebody interact and they're old and they're in love still and they're giggling at a table. I mean, there are moments of joy all around us that allow us to penetrate that heaviness to see the light. It's mm-hmm. good.
1: You're trying, like the sun coming through the clouds. Yeah. Know.
0: Yeah. And so we live with the reality of, yes, there is heaviness in the world. And maybe I don't get to change any of it or all of it, but maybe there's a tiny glimmer that I can do right where I'm at. And there's joy in that. Yeah.
1: Um, And we call this heaviness to joy, but maybe it should be heaviness and joy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because I don't, what does the proverb say? Even in laughter, the heart may sorrow. Like, I think oh. as humans, it's always all mixed up together, yeah. right? It's not either heaviness or joy. It's I heaviness and joy. I totally like, believe that. All mixed up. Sorrow together. and joy
0: mm-hmm. waltz together. Yeah. They do. They're, they're often hand in hand. And that is the beauty of biblical joy. Like I said, as I, I dug in deeper and I realized that all throughout scripture, you would see sorrow And joy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, you would see the, you would see the the disciples be in angst and sorrow. And then you would see them see the promises that are coming true. And then you would see them sorrow over the fact that, oh no, it's all on me now. I have to go out and do what Jesus said. But then the joy of discovering that everything Jesus said was true Mm -hmm. and watching that unfold. Sorrow and joy hand in hand.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. so good, sees And you have a resource that can help us figure that out how they live together. So, can you tell us about that? Sure. It's called Joy Keeper Six Truths That
0: Change Everything You Thought You Knew About Joy.
2: that's it for today's episode thanks for going deeper becoming freer and connecting with us more than small talk is a part of the klrc podcast network and is produced by kara culver show notes and resources are available on the more than small talk page on klrc.com you can also join us in our facebook group subscribe to more than small talk on your favorite app so you won't ever miss an episode